H is for happiness. And I have a suspicion that this one is going to be a precursor to a lot of others. Because I've had quite a lot of musings (laughs) as to what order to explain things in. And then yesterday I had a bit of an epiphany that actually the reason I've done the work that I've done and the reason I do the practices that I do is ultimately for my own happiness. So this is going to be my exploration to tell you what I do um, for my own happiness. And there there are a few key points. The first thing is the codependency piece, is figuring out what's mine and what's not mine and not taking responsibility for things that are not mine. And in my world, the best way for not taking responsibility for what's not mine is reparenting the inner child. So if we take trauma and or any child, negative childhood (coughs) incidences as um, something that blocked or stopped our ability to process whatever emotion came up at that time, then we need to reparent that, that wounded inner child. Um, even down to the relationship we have with our parents, whether they be here or not. Um, because ultimately we have to take over from them, whether they let us or not, <laughs> in the external world we have to take over parenting ourselves in an ideal world that would have happened during our teenage years and for most of us it didn't because for one reason or another bless our parents they are as perfectly imperfect as we are and they are as imperfectly imperfect as their parents were before them and their parents before them so there's no blame here there's literally just These are the experiences that happened to me because I'm a unique being in a unique body and my parents did the best job they could, but they were coming from their own place. They were seeing me as a projection of themselves, in which case the same things that work for them would work for me. I had an interesting conversation with my mum last time she was here where there was something I was processing and I was sort of processing out loud to her and she said why are you bothering to do that just do what I do and hide it away (laughs) I was like yeah uh fine absolutely fine that was that's what works for you mum I'm not suggesting you have to do what I do but for me there's a gift in processing it there's a a get off in processing it I enjoy processing it and it sort of feels like it empowers me to be more my true self because I learn from each of these experiences um, and then can uh, catch myself earlier before I fall in later experiences. Ideally. I mean, sometimes we fall in the same... Hello, I just got headbutted by a horse. Um, (laughs) Sometimes we fall in the same pothole repeatedly. There's a brilliant analogy for human life and or human growth and or human self-awareness 
which is man walks down a street. Could be a woman. Let's not be too get too gendered up here. Um, someone walks down the street. <laughs> um, and uh, they're just walking along, mind their own business, get to a point, and suddenly they're falling, falling, falling. And they land, crash. <laughs> and they realise as they look up and see the sky, they fall into a big pothole. So... They have to climb out the pothole. It takes a lot of effort. It's really challenging. And as they climb out, they're like, right, okay, I'm never going to do that again. And the next day, they're walking down the same street because that's their way to work. And they're thinking, as they approach the street, they're thinking, oh, I need to remember not to fall in the pothole. But then they start thinking of other things. And lo and behold, they fall in the pothole. <sighs> same thing. have to, like, really, really struggle and effort to get out of the pothole. And so they're like, right, I'm really going to remember this time, I'm really going to remember this time. And so the next morning comes, and something's happened at work the day before, um, and they're totally in their head about what's happened at work the day before. And so they're walking down the street, and they don't even think <laughs> there's a pothole, they just fall in it. And at that point, they're like, oh my God, goodness, I'm such a bad person. I'm so useless. I know that pothole's there. Why do I keep falling in that pothole? And they go into a spiral of beating themselves up. And so the next day, they're like, right, okay. I've learnt there's a pothole in the street. And I've learnt that it doesn't actually help me if I beat myself up. I'm just going to remember there's a pothole in the street. So they get to the street and they see the pothole from a distance. And they're like, yes, I can avoid this pothole. And then somehow, their attention goes somewhere else. Or even because they're really, really looking at the pothole, they fall in the pothole. Oh, for goodness sake. So, they have to climb out the pothole again and carry on on their merry way. And the next day, they come down the street. They're like, right, okay. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. I have all my attention on it this time. I can really do it this time. They get to the pothole. They try to sidestep the pothole. They lose their balance. They fall in the pothole. And again, there may be another version of... I'm such a shit person. Anyone else would avoid this pothole. Anyone else would be able to do this except me. I'm such a shit person. Going on, they climb out the pothole. The next day, they walk down the street. The pothole's still there. And they think, right, okay, I'm going to take a running jump at it. So they take a running jump at it. And they don't quite make it, and they land in the pothole. And they have to climb out the pothole. Beating themselves up. Or at this time point, maybe it's got a little bit amusing, but not very amusing because really they didn't deform the bloody pothole. So they keep walking down the street, go to work. Next day, yep, they go down the street. There's a pothole still there. They've learned from all their previous mistakes and they're going to go slightly beside it and then they're going to jump over it. So they've got room to do both. So they take a sidestep, they start to lose their balance, but they push off. And they leap over the pothole, get to the other side of the pothole, and they're like, yeah, oh my God, I did the pothole. I did the pothole. Yes, I'm a superhuman, I did the pothole. And then it gets work. And they wake up the next morning, and they think, do you know what? Am I putting too much effort into this? And so they take a different street. And they don't even have to have the argument with the pothole. And I love that analogy, because it's like we can get so focused on one thing and how to fix it or how to be better 
that actually often it's a different route that might take us there. So it pays to not be too attached to any of our stories, any of our methods, to anything, and to allow life, and as I would call it, guru or the universe, to actually like use their wicked sense of humour um, and point out to me what is the best thing for me next. So the things that have worked for me are obviously dealing with codependency in a parenting. That enables me to be much happier. And then one of the biggest keys for me was um, meditation. And then from there, I realised that I was seeing everybody else from a position of who I am and how the world looks to me. And that isn't how everyone else sees it. And so starting to realise that I need other people's perspectives in order to understand what's going on for them, because what might be painful for me might not be painful to the other. What might be, make me happy might not make someone else happy. Like the pothole analogy might not make you happy. <laughs> Makes me happy. Uh, so it's like realising that we're all so different and that in order to be able to relate to other people, we really need to be able to communicate well what we are feeling and needing and find out from them what they're feeling and needing and you know this is this has its challenges one of the biggest challenges that that come up for me is the differences between men and women so we've lived in a culture for some time now where because women were so (laughs) the underdog for so long that we've had to fight our way out in previous generations and then we've now got to the stage where everything is kind of like tiptoeing round the females um, and everything is sort of set up in a fairly female kind of a way even though we still there's a pay gap and all the rest of it is still going on it's like we've got this the, the, the two strands fighting each other and as we know fighting each other just creates more um, more uh, resistance so I went looking as to okay well I, I recognise a bit more who I am, not that I entirely know who I am because there's lots of stuff in shadow still, but I don't know, I clearly haven't had that good a run at trying to stay in a relationship with men. So I'm going to see what happens. So I found a teacher called Alison Armstrong who is amazing and who I recommend to everybody, whether you are relating to men in any form of your life. Um, and actually, she does an incredible course on understanding women, if you're a woman, um, that helped me to understand myself as well. So whether you're male or female, her courses are brilliant. She's done decades of work on the differences between men and women. And she's got it sort of honed down into very simple, very simple pieces, which just make sense and are like a big sigh of relief for, for both of us. Um, but it takes practice uh, because we're not, we're not used to thinking like that. Um, So as usual, it's another life's work. But this one can be enjoyable and gives me great happiness when I realise that I am relating more smoothly to people and I'm understanding them a little better. Or at the very least, I'm able to communicate in a way that enables me to understand them better. 
so there's the piece between the piece of particularly if we are uh, aiming to be in any sort of relationship, whether that's a work colleague relationship or any relationship with the opposite sex, it really helps. It also really helps to recognise that, in my view, as whatever we are on the outside, we all have inner masculine, inner feminine, and those can relate to inner father, inner mother, and they can be my reparenting models for my wounded inner children. So it doesn't matter what we look like on the outside, we all have a level of both. It's just that when you put us in a body, that body, as we know, is hormonally different depending on what uh, we have downstairs. And therefore, biologically, we work differently. Um, our minds work differently. I don't think there's any doubt of the science, science in inverted commas, of that. Um, and so it really pays to understand the differences between us. So that's caused me, like, a great deal of work, but good work, and then so much happiness, because... I can relate to people much more from a position of understanding where they're from, even though they're different to me. And it also means it's easier for me to relate to people who are uh, the same sex as me because there are things that I didn't realise about myself and there are things that I didn't realise about us in general that makes it easier to understand the, the why of why we do what we do sometimes. So that's caused great happiness. And the other thing that's caused great happiness is uh, a practice called Existential Kink. And the book's written by Karen Elliott. And she uh, came up with basically getting off on every stroke and having his evidence of wanting. So basically starting to realise that whatever we have showing up in our lives, on some level, on some kinky, dark, shadowy level, we wanted it. And that can be hard to hear and that can be hard to deal with. But the, those two pieces, the pieces where I recognise that something bigger than me is <clears throat> energetically running the show, because let's face it, this is just like a show, um, and the fact that actually, if I can get off on all of it, I can always be happy even when shit shit, shit, shit is happening. Um, even when it's frustrating to go, oh, this is so shit, and look at me getting off on it. And my partner actually said to me yesterday, he said, the trouble is with you is that sometimes you get off on being a brat too much. I'm like, oh, yeah, she needs to be heard sometimes. You know, my bratty brat does need to really be heard sometimes. And it's not enough for me to just uh, go and jackal, as the NBC call it, like, and just rage on my own. Sometimes she needs to be witnessed some, somehow outside of myself um, because then it's even more of a get-off because it's even more edgy to be, like, a proper spoiled brat <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> um, but there is a get-off on it. And when the people I'm relating to understand that fact too, it means we can all get off on all that's happening for us. So I have a number of friends who... You know, even when I'm audioing them and like I'm railing about something that's so unfair, we both know that I'm getting off on it. And therefore, there isn't any need to be empathetic in inverted commas because, well, let's not go into what Jane thinks about empathy. Um, 
because it's not about trying to make my uh, experience different. It's about realising that I'm having this experience and look at me getting off on it. Look at me hating it so much. Um, and, you know, it's a, it, it was a key change. Hello, Magic. It was a key change for myself and at least a few of my friends when we've read that book and gone, oh, that's the missing piece. Everyone talks about the law of attraction and, you know, putting out, oh, hello, Merlo, putting out into the universe, you know, what we want. Nobody talks about the fact that actually if you get off what you don't, on what you don't want that you've actually got, then it miraculously improves your life. <laughs> so those are the key pieces. Codependency... What's mine, what's not mine? Reparenting. Meditating to get the brain in some sort of order. <laughs> the piece about what's mine and what's not mine threads through everything else. And then the understanding who I am in this body and why I behave like I do, which feels completely out of left field sometimes. Understanding how <clears throat> other people who are female behave and why, understanding the differences between us and men, and also speaking to men about how we are different than them really helps them too. So I obviously do that with my partner a lot. We discuss stuff a lot. And I also do it at work with work colleagues who are mostly men because it, it, it just makes so much sense as to why they do things different to us. I mean, for one, one of the biggest ones for me in terms of me feeling safe and happy is, as a woman, I need to know the context of things. I like to know the story behind things. And I really need to know the plan. What's the plan? And men generally prefer to not divulge the plan, even if there is a plan. So you can see straight away how easy that is. If a woman's safety and happiness is dependent on knowing the plan... <laughs> So she can plan for it. And a man's way of being is to not divulge the plan. And yet the man wants the woman to be happy. You can see how that becomes a shit show really fast because he doesn't divulge the plan. She's unhappy. He doesn't know what he's done wrong. She's even more unhappy. It all goes to hell in a handcart. <laughs> and I think I've seen so many times in my life where something that's relatively simple on the outside uh, becomes a big deal. Uh, and for lack of communication, because once you tell a man who is a protector and provider what I need, he'll be like all over that if he realises what it provides. If he doesn't realise what it provides, he'd be like, well, that wouldn't provide anything for me. So no, I'm not doing that because it's a waste of energy. Once he realises what it provides, he'll be like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to do that because I know what it provides for her. I know what me using that energy for provides for her. And then obviously the piece about when I am in my wounded inner child and I am having a complete brattish shit show, whatever that looks like, get, I realise I'm getting off on it and that I'm having this experience and so I might as well enjoy it because it's a game changer. <laughs> uh, and that applies to any shit situations because let's face it, life's full of them because life isn't fair. So we may as well get off on it. <laughs> um... So those are the key pieces that are sort of alive for me right now. I'm going to leave this here and there will be uh, further audios on each of the subjects because to me, they, they've, they're the things that have made the biggest difference for me in my life. Uh, and I like to share them with other people. 
And there are a fair few people out there who will testify to the fact that me sharing them has helped. So I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Sending you much love. Take care. Bye-bye.